www.tanktv.com. We'll blow you away. This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? How's tricks? Uh, they're pretty good. I actually have something to talk about today. When I was on the way, something o- happened. Something happened to me, which is very rare. But when I was on the way over here on the Bart. Not the intertubes, but the BART tubes. The uh, It's our public transportation right. from the East Bay the subway, to the uh, San, city of San Francisco. Um, I, it only takes me about three stops to get over here, but I still take it because I don't want to walk because I'm lazy. Uh, but I, oh, Wait, so you weren't coming from the East Bay. You were coming no, from your coming office. coming from work. <laughs> Dude, why would you just walk? It's like a 10-minute walk. No, it's not. It's like a 25-minute walk. Dude, I think you could use the exercise, personally. I probably could, but then I get over here and I'd be all sweaty. And plus, I wouldn't have witnessed this uh, This happening wouldn't have happened to me. But anyway, so I get on the first stop, and I was treated to the uh, noisy or loud-talking urban black young female gaggle. God, I love that. <laughs> Unlike, plus, when you're in like a confined space, like the right. BART train. No, it only happens in confined space. Yeah. Or you only notice it in confined space. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's, it's rush hour, so the train's kind of crowded, and these, these girls are just going off about, uh, you know, the type of stuff, about uh, just really loudly discussing. Nigga their, won't their, give their... me child support. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn motherfucker took my food stamps. Their concerns, <laughs> which that's not really worth comment on its own, because that just could happen anywhere, right? But. But here's yeah, but it's fucking annoying though. Here's the here's the noticeable happening. The next stop, the old fresh off the boat Asian ladies got on. FOBs. Which are also, as you know, living in uh, downtown San Francisco, quite noisy. Yeah, no, but but the they the talk difference at an elevated though, level. Yeah, but they're also speaking in Chinese, so you don't know what the fuck they're saying. Yeah, well that's what I was gonna ask you is which do you I don't know, prefer or, or least prefer? You know, there are many groups on public transportation that I find very annoying. I mean, right. I hate the well, drunken you... frat boys. I right. hate, I ha- kind of hate the smelly Indian people, too, that just like smell like curry and yeah, diarrhea. Yeah. But, but we got na- to narrow this down. We're just talking about uh, con- conversational volume. So you're volume. saying ghetto black chicks or <laughs> fresh off the boat Asian ladies. Because right. I have to say, being on the train with both groups, they are, the, the decibel level is the same. So now, now it's just a question of taste. I think what I find more annoying, and it's just because I lived in Oakland for so long, yeah. is is the young black girls that yeah. just will not shut the fuck up, that speak very loudly, very animatedly. I mean, they're like screaming at each other. Right. And they're talking about just nonsense. Yeah. I guess if I knew what the Chinese ladies were talking about, maybe then I'd be annoyed. I agree, because the whole conversation in the five minutes I was on the BART, uh, I think ranged from, this is the, these are the urban black women, was like, you know, that nigga doesn't bring, didn't bring me my welfare check, motherfucker. <laughs> and then she was talking about how, like, one, the other one was talking about how her mom did something to her, and she, like, kicked her in the pussy. Fuck it. Yeah. 
<laughs> I kicked her in the pussy. And like, I don't want to hear about even like, you know, whatever Moesha that you were watching at that <laughs> volume, but just like the fact that it's the stuff that I just don't want to hear about, it makes it that much worse. And like you said, I, you can't understand what the Chinese ladies are saying. Although they could very well be talking about the same type of shit, you know, about how like kicking their mom in the pussy. Yeah. <laughs> My son, he can't be a doctor. So I stab him with chopstick. <laughs> But in Chinese, so I don't know. But I See, agree. That the old Chinese Understanding ladies, it is worse. But the old Chinese ladies, what pisses me off about them even more so than their, their chitter-chatter in Chinese is the fact that they never get the fuck out of your way. And they're in every single crevice in the, on the bus. I mean, right. they pack on the bus as if we're, like, in Shanghai. And each one will have, like, 15 of those plastic shopping bags. Yeah, filled with, like, cans and bottles, you know, because that's what they do for money. Dead cats. Yeah, no, that pisses me off. Right. You know what I think we could solve this situation? With more contraception. Yeah? I seriously, contra- contraception education... Or maybe just pure, like, infertility treatments. That might do it. Yeah, just sterilization <laughs> across the board. You'd I don't never know. have to be annoyed with them. I don't know if the Chinese ladies that are from China really, I think they maybe are escaping from, you know, post-delivery contraception that well, goes on over there. Well, what I find interesting about it is I read somewhere that uh, Chinese men outnumber Chinese women, like, one to five, don't they? Isn't it, like, one to five? And yeah. they feel like in the next 20 years, it's going to be like, what, 20 men to every one woman? Yeah. And, and if you know anything about, you know, biology, the reproductive system, that's pretty damning evidence because it's pretty clear 50-50 chance that you're going to deliver a boy or a girl. Based Dude, so on... basically China's like a, a sausage fest. Well, egg roll fest. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, you know, of their own making, let me point that out. Well, I read an article. They don't just happen to have five boys born to every woman. No, it's just they drown, only five boys yeah. survive. Well, yeah, they want the boys, so right. they drown the, the female. Exactly. But it seems like to me that they just send the females over here, yeah. which isn't that bad because I kind of like Asian chicks. So, yeah. well, who who's who are going to compete in the on the female side of the Olympics? <laughs> the, 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 like one in five women. <laughs> I don't know. They got to do like multiple events each, you know. They got to swim and throw the javelin because there's not enough of them. I don't know. Maybe they'll just wear wigs and just kind of trick everybody. <laughs> the men? Okay. So uh, I read an article recently about a birth control pill for men. It's a male pill. And, uh, you know, I was kind of surprised by this. First of all, why is it taking so long? And second of all, what's the point? But anyway, let me, get to, let me get to this here. A birth control pill for men is now a reality, according to an international consortium of physicians who revealed their formula for safe, effective, and reversible hormonal contraception for males. The preparation includes progestin, which is a key ingredient found in women's birth control pills, and the male sex hormone testosterone. So it's kind of, like, kind of a combination of the both. A cocktail. A cocktail here. Progestin is a synthetic version of a hormone produced in a woman's ovaries. Helps suppress ovulation when used in an oral contraceptive. It appears to function in an analogous fashion for men, suppressing both rate and extent of sperm production. And apparently it's uh, rather effective. They said it's 97% effective. I think the pill is 99 or 98% yeah. effective. I mean, when, they, when they're talking about suppressing the number of sperms, I mean, can't one sperm just get through to the well, egg? You, you know, it says that uh, progestin in a woman will suppress ovulation. So maybe it suppresses I guess sperm maybe, production. Yeah. Maybe I just don't understand the definition of the word suppress. Maybe suppress means completely cut off. 
But what I don't understand about this, and I don't know how many guys out there are going to be using this, but I seriously would not be, you know, you know, jumping here at the opportunity to take a pill, basically putting a hormone that's produced in a woman, a synthetic version of a hormone produced in a woman's ovaries into my body to suppress per- sperm production. You might grow some fine ass titties, though. Dude, that's <laughs> that's what I don't understand. I think a lot it would of give me something to look at during the podcast. Well, haven't you had your girlfriend say, God, I wish there was a pill for men so you could feel what it's like? I mean, how many times have you heard that? <laughs> Maybe once or twice. I don't know. Dude, my girlfriend recently, uh, a few months ago, got an IUD, and it was endless bitching about this thing. But now it's perfect because you don't have to worry about it. But I've, does I've, the IUD affect the? Does it like cause massive mood swings like the pill? It does, does? in the beginning, yeah. but then uh, as it, you know, as they their body adjusts to it, I think they kind of become. A little <laughs> Is more it her temperate. body that adjusts, or do you just get used to the violent mood swings and it's just business and the as usual? Yeah. No, I mean, her body does adjust. Like, the, the mood swings aren't as frequent, okay. I think, as time goes on. All right. But, I mean, the, the reason I'd rather have her use that than the pill is because she'd never remember to take the pill every day. You know, True. so it's like we're always running into problems like, oh, shit, I forgot to take the pill. Okay, well, I'll take three of them right now. And it's just like it doesn't work like that. And then she would say, well, I wish there was a guy's pill so you could take the pill. And then I was thinking, you know, the more – okay, so there's – for guys – Contraception for men would be vasectomies, condoms, and pills. Condoms, to me, would be like, you know, the, I think, the least, the least amount of, like, the least amount of, uh, you know, disturbance to your own reproductive system. Right. Nobody has any mood swings. You have to go buy them, which is annoying, and they're, you know, only good for one or maybe two uses. Well, I mean, there's no, uh, I guess there's a disruption when you have to put them on. And, you know, you got to take that little break and, and put the thing on. Yeah, I mean, but whatever, dude. Are you 15 unwrap that you're going to, like, blow your load in your hand accidentally? Or, or on the other end, are you 80 that once you pull out for, like, one minute you go soft? I mean, I think when you're when you're between the ages of 20 and, I would hope, 40, that's not that big of a problem. Well, what I'm saying is I'd rather use a condom than do a surgical treatment or use some kind of female hormone on my own body. Because what women don't understand is the more hormones and the more disturbance to a man's reproductive system, the less of a chance we're going to get hard. I mean, it's going to lower sperm production, so that that means our libido is going to even lower even more. True. And then if we're not getting hard, they're not getting fucked. Whereas girls will complain, women will complain that uh, you know their their libido is affected. They have these mood swings. They're not you know they're they're dry as a you know as a desert because they're they're not turned on as much. Just and slap just some like, KY up there. Yeah, it's fine. seriously, put a little lube in there and it's just go to town and right. you know and eventually you're gonna lube up. It's, I would like the justifiable mood swing though. You could just come home and be like, fucking bitch, you cunt, <laughs> god damn it. And when she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And she's like, this pill is driving me crazy. <laughs> yeah, actually, I guess that would be kind of cool. You could just rage out. Honey, I'm moment. just hormonal today. Yeah. It's this damn pill. It's just got me all wound up. It's like, you didn't make dinner? No. God damn it, bitch. Smash the plate. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that would be kind of cool. But what I'm saying is I'm reluctant to do something to put some kind of hormonal treatment in my body because I really do think it would affect my libido. What about a vasectomy? Would you do that? I think I would do a vasectomy before I'd take a, take a male pill. You know a guy is down by your nuts with uh, an X-Acto knife, right? You're, you're fully aware of that? 
Yeah, but okay, so that's another thing. I think I'd use a, de- I would definitely use a condom before I do either of the other alternatives. Yeah. But what I'm saying with, with that, with a vasectomy, once again, you're reducing sperm pl- flow, you're cutting tubes. It's going to reduce our libido even more. And it's like we have a hard enough time being 40 years old and having to fuck your the same, you know, fucking catchers, dried up catchers right. that you've been fucking for the past 25 years. Yeah. You know, it's just like she's got these tits hanging down to her knees that right. you've like. It's like a hot dog in a hallway down there. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's OK. So we have a hard enough time. You know, watching like an hour of porno beforehand, then popping a couple tabs of Viagra to get it hard <laughs> to fuck you. If you cut off our sperm production, there's no way we're going to get hard and have sex with you. Well, the Viagra—that's another question. We're going to watch this, TV. Um, is this uh, is this drug compatible with Viagra? Are there bad interactive effects? I mean, that's a big concern. Well, you bring up another dudes. point, though. Is the FDA? I mean, first of all, the FDA. Well, do well, they even review drugs anymore? And do they my, test drugs I'm anymore? I'm not so worried about my libido, <laughs> just because I don't care. <laughs> but Dude, I don't. You want... would care if you didn't want to have sex with your girlfriend. But at that point, I wouldn't care because I wouldn't want to have. I mean, I don't know. But my the reason I won't take it is not because of the libido thing. It's because I don't want to grow like a little belial nut in ten years <laughs> with a face, like a third, you know, third nut with little hands and teeth. Because I have no faith in in the FDA these days. <laughs> like you know, a company like this will come to the FDA with a drug and be like, "Here's." five million dollars to test and approve our drug and the fda is like oh sweet they pocket you know like like four million of it and then take the other million and about five days later like yeah this drug's cool we fed it to some ferrets and they seem to be fine yeah or they'll go to la and get a couple mexican volunteers at the home depot (laughs) seriously (laughs) here eat this dude do you you feel fine yeah okay cool that's the fda process and then like you know they're going to approve it and then two years later their their wallets are being stuffed with the money from the pharmaceutical companies pfizer's giving them unlimited amount of funds right and then like you know two years later you're you're having a stroke or you're yeah. growing like a third face yeah meanwhile the guy balls. the guy who approved the drug is like you know got all this hookers and blow from pfizer and he's fucking them with a condom yeah exactly <laughs> you're not even taking the goddamn bill <laughs> bastard no, but but the one thing though it was what's interesting here is birth control you know, as expected here, remains a feminine affair for the most part. In developed countries, 73% of contraception worldwide involved female methods, which is the pill, diaphragm, what, what have you. Condoms accounted for 13%, which is kind <laughs> so of a even, low figure. even condoms haven't had much penetration. <laughs> no pun intended throughout sad. the world. Du- dudes mostly, as you'd expect, are just like, fuck it, I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to fucking blow my load in you, and if you get pregnant, that's your problem. You know, I feel guilty in saying this, but it is a female problem. <laughs> They're the ones who have to carry, you know, bear the burden of carrying the child. They're the ones who have to deal with an abortion. Yeah, you'd go over big in Botswana. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you think it's in their best he's, interest? He speaks the truth. <laughs> but you know what, though, dude? So, anyway, I read about this male contraceptive pill, and I was like, well, it's interesting that they've never actually made any kind of male contraceptive pill yeah. you know for I'm sure so people long. have tried it's just never just been successful well because it affects her libido right but then i did a search for you know different forms of contraception throughout time and dude this is why i feel like you know it's about fucking time that men should be using a male contraceptive pill is after looking at some of the contraceptive devices used throughout history hmm. you would be amazed at what they shoved in women's vaginas over the years 
Seriously, I feel like dude. We're, uh, we're about to be the beneficiaries of some of your patented internet research. This is internet research right here. I was kind of surprised. I, I typed in horrific contraceptive treatments history or something like that. And I came up with, uh, this is like the 10 worst contraceptive devices of all times. And uh, so I'm looking at it, and, and uh, what they said here is number 10. The first one is weasel testicles. And so I guess in the dark ages in Europe, a long time ago, uh, women used to strap weasel testicles to their legs. And uh-huh. I think this is obviously something that, uh, you know, it, in medieval times you'd have magicians or wizards or yeah. whatever, witch they doctors. Ta- they tape some weasel testicles next to their wizard sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't think it would prevent pre- pregnancy. Who was the first guy to come up with that? <laughs> yeah, but dude, I mean, I wish I was a doctor back then. You could just be like, straight. yeah, put some we. Well, I tried frog testicles, but I've come to the conclusion that weasel testicles work, work much, so better. much better. Well, dude, I think part of the effectiveness is it of it is. Uh, I mean, maybe if you're really drunk on mead or something, but if you're like looking at your woman and she's got a pair of nuts on her thigh, yeah. you're probably Little not Little tiny into nuts. It. Your yeah. nuts look huge compared to the weasel nuts. That's true. So in uh, ancient Egypt, they used a diaphragm made of crocodile feces. <laughs> that's, sanit- that's sanitary. Yeah, which is kind of... So the Egyptians figured out that you could stop pregnancy if you had some kind of blockage in there. So they're yeah. the first ones to actually invent a diaphragm. Oh, or else the girl, just before she can come to full term with the kid, she dies of some horrible vaginal infection. <laughs> infection E. coli or something. Yeah, that so works too. They made their sperm barriers out of a combination of honey and crocodile feces. Honey, and I guess okay. it was kind of effective. Back then. Yeah, just block the sperm. In uh, 16th century Canada, they used to use beaver testicles soaked in alcohol. I guess Canadians agreed that the testicles of small furry animals were key to pregnancy prevention. Now, so, were these Native American Indians? I mean, I didn't know there were people in Canada in the 1600s. I think 1600s. they're just Canucks. They're just Canadians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's actually the... They were uh, the ancestors of the group Rush. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they used to they used to do this. Today's Tom Sawyer. Well, they got the brilliant idea to use moonshine with beaver testicles in it. I guess the uh, concoction was incredibly strong, and the beaver balls are ground up into a fine powder to ensure the rampant Canadian sex would have no unfortunate side effects other than having to drink grain alcohol with dried balls in it. <laughs> oh, they drink it. Yeah, you they just don't drink douche it. with it or anything. The dude drinks it or the woman drinks the w- it. The women drink it. Well, that helps with girls who don't really want to have sex with you to begin with. Because <laughs> you're gonna the pass double out. duty. <laughs> but I imagine it's about as effective as strapping on a pair of weasel balls. Yeah, more I would think. I mean, I, it sort of makes sense that you ingest something and it prevents you from being pregnant rather than just taping something to your leg. Yeah, taping. Yeah, so I mean, I guess it makes a little more sense. But still, it's like Canada. Why? Why does there always have to be alcohol involved? Right. I'm glad to know that there was rampant Canadian sex going on back then. Uh, Several thousand years ago in China, somebody came up with the idea of using mercury as birth control. (laughs) So after sex, women would do some shots of mercury and uh, (laughs) no pregnancy. Uh, There may have been some sterility, brain damage, and kidney failure, of course. But stopping the baby... Was that the utmost importance yeah. here? Yeah. The baby, <laughs> the, the, em- the embryo becomes fertilized, but it just drops out because your body's rebelling against the poison. I thought the most effective form of, of uh, contraception in China was just buckets drowning, you know, buckets to drown the babies in. <laughs> Once again, that's post-delivery <laughs> contraception. Oh, okay. So they have the baby and then they drown right. them. 
Which, but I think the uh, bucket method is still being used to this day. Oh, I'm sure you can find a village in China where that's going on. <laughs> There's villages in China who don't really even know about the Olympics. You realize that, right? Yeah. If you went, to, if you went to some remote village in China, and we're like, aren't you glad about the Olympics are coming? And they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Do you have a piece of rice that I could have for dinner? Like one grain? Would you shut the fuck up and go home? They're wearing those little funny hats. Yeah. Uh, so uh, number five here is animal intestines. I guess condoms. So you think condoms aren't just the result of some just random dude at a party thinking like, oh, you know, I could put that balloon on my dick. It's yeah. like condoms have been around for a long time. The idea of wrapping up one's penis uh, has been around for ages. Way long, you know, much longer uh, than uh, latex, saran wrap. And, uh, Although I'm, I'm very interested in this, too. As I'm interested in the, the whatever, the, you know, the barber in the Middle Ages who thought, like, just tape these weasel balls to your thigh and you won't get <laughs> pregnant. I'm also interested in this. Some guy going, you know what? I'm going to take that lamb intestine and wrap it on my cock, and then the cum won't go anywhere. I'll still start to be able to feel it. And uh, I'm not going to get this whore pregnant. Uh, but it actually works. Well, no, it's, still, it's just as outlandish. Well, sheepskin condoms. Yeah. I mean, they still use the skin. Yeah, I, you you know, still I wonder, buy those can- Who uses that? <laughs> I don't know who uses I've never used listeners, a sheepskin condom. If we have any listeners who buy those sheepskin condoms, could you please email us? Or and call tell the us, sick and wrong hotline. You know, what we want to hear your about problem this. Is. Maybe you're like some type of like weird... Luddite who's anti-latex or something. Do the Amish use the sheepskin condoms because they can make them themselves? Maybe, yeah. I think they just... The uh, the Amish are one of those types of people who just knock the women up as many times as needs to be happened to get your jollies. (laughs) Well, they probably actually use the animal intestines. So back then, animal intestines were the order of the day. I guess a lot of butchers... Uh, you know, made sausage, and they made the logical connection there. One of the oldest known condoms is made from a pig intestine, and uh, even has a user manual that suggests soaking it in warm milk before use. Mm. And maybe that softens it, makes it a little more form-fitting. <laughs> I don't know. Lubricant. But yeah, Lubricant. But, but I wonder, though, I mean, at the same time, like, who's the guy that was just like, you know, I could take out that uh, animal intestine, you know, <laughs> squeeze out all the innards and just put that on my cock. Yeah. And it's going to, cap- you know, capture all my sperm. Right. I don't know. Smart dude. Uh, there are also diaphragms made of opium. I guess these were the people uh, in ancient Sumatra who figured they might as well use opium for birth control. I mean, it's kind of a sticky substance. So what they do is take a sticky wad of opium and just wedge it up in there as uh, their own sperm catcher. Do you get I, high from that? I mean, you know, I kind of wonder, does it go through the skin, like the membranes? I mean, There's blood vessels down there, right? I mean, yeah. if you shoved a – think about it like this. If you shoved a ball of opium up your nose, would you get high? If you shoved it up your ass, you'd probably get really high. <laughs> Well, the ass, the vagina, it's the same thing, right? <laughs> More or less. Yeah. Uh, they also use lemons, I guess, by the 1700s. And this is in Europe. Um, many realized that uh, lemons would actually be kind of an effective form of diaphragm. Uh, the shape Like would, the rind? <laughs> no, what they would do is they would, uh, I don't know if they would hollow it out, but the shape would act as a diaphragm. And uh, the acid in the citrus would kill the sperm. Now, I don't know if the inventor or whoever it was that came up with that um, knew that the citrus would kill the sperm, but um, apparently it worked both ways there. Yeah, I think he was just more of like of the dam builder mentality, like this will block my sperm. But I mean, it's just kind of weird. It's kind of shaped like a little hat that can fit up in there. And... 
Well, what's kind of weird is like, I wonder who the first person was that came up with that. Like, do you think it was a woman or do you think it was a guy that was just like, you know what? If I shove this up in you, it will not only catch all my sperm, it'll make your pussy smell a million times better. <laughs> I think all this stuff was, was uh, you know, the ideas were generated by men. So as a bonus, the various shapes and sizes of citrus meant it was great for every woman. Uh, apparently, they also used uh, blacksmith water back then, dating way back to ancient Greece and spanning a good 1,800 years of human history. Is the idea that drinking the water a blacksmith used to cool the materials he was working with right. would so stop you from getting pregnant. So it also is full of heavy metals. In the mercury uh, solution right. here. Although it's not really known why anyone believed this, the idea that the water contained lead is a strong possibility as even up through the First World War, Women were volunteering to work in factories with lead just so it would keep them sterile. <laughs> <laughs> I love that there have been sluts throughout history. <laughs> I know. It's kind of nice. It's comforting to know. They don't teach you about that stuff in like elementary school or it, junior high history class. It's just comforting to know that the slutterati are still around, you know, <laughs> throughout histories. And number one, the most effect, I guess the most terrifying form of uh, historical contraception here is the Coca-Cola douche. And I'm not even like making this up. This which is a, must be kind of modern because Coca-Cola has only been around for so long. Yeah, right? I think this is like early 20th century here. <laughs> uh, people were under the impression a can of Coke was as good as the morning after pill, and they weren't drinking it. They would use it to douche with after having sex. The belief was that the carbonation and sugar would be an effective way of stopping pregnancy, uh, apparently killing sperm, and also turning the vagina into a syrupy, caffeinated horror show of fizz and dick vomit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very intrigued because you know what I want to do? I want to do this with my girlfriend and then like put some Mentos in there <laughs> and see what would happen. <laughs> Have you seen the, the internet videos with the Mentos and the Diet Coke? No, what happens? It goes like, you know, it's like Pop Rocks and Coke. It, it's, it's just kind of fro foaming, it's all frothy? No, this foaming jet shoots out of the two liter or 20 ouncer of, of Diet Coke. So it's kind of like a root that. beer float, but with Diet Coke inside her vagina? It's kind of like Old Faithful the Geyser. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying it would just blast the sperm out of her vagina? Oh, I don't know. I'll still use a condom. I'm just maybe we won't even have sex. I just want to see the the you know this geyser come out of my Dude, girlfriend's bed. I think you should badge. use the Coca Cola douche. So all in all, judging, I mean, just from what you based on what you just heard of all the various forms of contraception and other you know various items that we've shoved in women's vaginas throughout history, uh -huh. maybe it is about goddamn time that we've had to take a pill and take it into our own hands. You know, I'm not 13... going to do it, are you? <laughs> no, but I mean, maybe I'll start using a condom. Yeah, condoms have the one added benefit that uh, you can fuck, fuck really skanky girls. I mean, you might get genital warts, because I guess condoms don't protect against that. But... Yeah, but I mean, you're not going to get herpes or chlamydia or anything like right. that. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Or, you know, have some really skanky chick that, that you have to pay child support to, which would also suck. Well, you know, I think this, uh, all in all, this topic is kind of lost in our audience, and I don't because I don't think most of them have ever been laid before. Right. <laughs> or lately, maybe. Or lately, yeah, in the past five years. So, I don't know. But, you know, take it as a grain of salt. It's just all I'm saying, guys, maybe it's about time that, uh, you know, you start stepping up to the plate. Maybe some listener is control. taking the male contraceptive and he's, you know, can uh, write in and rant or rave about it or rant about it. Either one. Send us an email. Let yeah. us know. Well, actually, this is episode 116 here of Sick and Wrong. 
A quick recap from uh, 115 to last week. I did a story about a retarded girl that was used for BB target practice. You did a story about a Native American Worldwide Wrestling Federation fan. And a listener did a story about an Australian suicide robot. <clears throat> Believe it or not, I actually took episode 115 with 82 votes. Listener came in second with 63. And uh, you came in third with uh, 44 votes. Apparently, uh, a lot of people were surprised that Australians, being so drunk all the time, could invent anything. So that's why they were voting for the uh, suicide robot. <laughs> hey, ACDC came from Australia, okay? Yeah, so Nick Cave. So I, I'm enjoying my MGD this week. It's uh, about fucking time yeah. I won one of these Tall podcasts. boys. You know, so it's... people, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wackerly and I come to the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week, present them here on the show. The winner gets a case of beer, as voted by the audience. Feel free to send in a listener's submission to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com, or uh, you could submit it right to the forum page. I think there's an article subforum. Or subsection. Well, actually, I believe I started last week, so why don't you kick off episode 116? Indiana authorities said uh, a woman, Danielle Herndon, who's 28 years old, was riding home from Indianapolis with her mother on Interstate 70 Tuesday night. What town in Indiana? She was riding home from Indianapolis, although it says she's from Newcastle. This is something that normally they do on the East Coast, but I guess they are now doing it as far west as the Midwest, where... Everybody in this story, they have to say what town they're from, which I assume allows your neighbors to try and ostracize you or you know not talk to you anymore because you're a freak. Well, that's probably because that article's from like the Indianapolis Star or something, you right? Know, the Indianapolis newspaper. <laughs> the and new, people actually the Newcastle. Well, because Post. in Indianapolis, people actually care about what little suburb you came from in Indiana, right? And then they can you know not talk to you anymore or talk about you behind your back. Whereas people in California are like, yeah, I would never go to that state. I fly yeah. over that state, right? No, but in normal. Normally, when somebody writes an article about a criminal in California, they won't even give the name because they're just so PC. Yeah. They don't want to be sued. Johnny, attention, negative attention to the town. Well, this 28-year-old woman was riding home from Indianapolis, which is like the big city, you know. I don't know what they were doing there, shopping, you know, for at thrift stores. Going to a hoedown. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what they do there? In Indianapolis? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think it's a city of like 80,000 people, so. They still have hoedowns, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. Mechanical bulls. Well, they were driving home on the highway, I will state once again. (laughs) Uh, Tuesday night when a car driven by uh, Rex Allen Shannon, who happens to be 21 and is from Middletown, (laughs) which is a funny town name. Dude, I'm sure there's a listener out there that's from one of these suburban towns here that's going to write in being like, oh, you're talking about my hometown. Yeah, you're abusing this area of the country so much, and I think you're forgetting that the McCuck is from Indianapolis. Oh, yeah. So, I love the McCuck. All right, my oh, apologies. Oh, now you love them. My apologies go out to the McCuck. You're such a lame retractor. You never stand by your principles. <laughs> I'm backpedaling. You yeah. know, I admit fault there, but I'm really not responsible for my statements. It's the alcohol speaking. One or multiple of the characters in this story could be in the McCuck, by the way. It's true. Could be Although Rex, we haven't heard Rex from Shannon. them for a while, so I, they're kind of missing in action. But uh, so this woman, this woman, Danielle, was riding home from Indianapolis from the thrift stores 
Tuesday night on the interstate when a car driven by this 21-year-old guy, Rex Allen Shannon, don't don't let the name Shannon confuse you. That's his last name. He's, in fact, a man. Uh, he passed her in the grass, which is the grassy median, I would assume, which makes Dude, you This wonder, guy had to have been drunk. Yeah. As soon as you see so- <laughs> when you're on the highway, you see somebody passing you, and their like, weeds are coming up behind their car because they're in the, in the lawn, basically. That's a bad sign. Yeah, but he must have been really drunk because I've been pretty drunk when I've been driving, and I know that the median isn't a pass lane. Right. Uh, well, anyways, he crossed the highway. Came out of the grass, crossed the highway, flipped his car, and landed south of the road. Ooh. Um, I can't tell whether that's like he actually went into oncoming traffic or not, but let's just assume he did because that makes for a better story. Uh, Danielle said, I thought he was dead. Although, like, as you said, when she saw him in the grass, she should have known he was drunk. Uh, her mother, who was driving, actually, pulled over and Herndon, the, the girl Danielle, called 911, which is where you should stop. Yeah. You're, you're not a paramedic. You're not a cop. You're not the cherub of justice. You're not Superman. You're not the greatest American hero. Call 911. Maybe you can sit there in your car and make sure 911 gets there. But what are you going to go out and, and – I know you're not going to do anything. No, <laughs> I was about to say, I'm just going to keep on driving. You're not but... even going to call 911. You're going <laughs> to maybe call your sister or your brother and be like, or me and be like, oh, my God, you'd never guess what just happened. I, I think I, I would lean out with my cell phone and take a picture yeah. of the wreckage. But no, what I'm saying, what, what I was about to say was – Aren't you? You're not supposed to touch the body, though, right? Because couldn't you cause further damage? Uh, yeah. And uh, I've heard of people being <laughs> sued by, uh, you know, accident uh, right, victims. Right. If you're not sort of a lifeguard working for someplace with an insurance policy or a trained EMT on the job, you probably shouldn't be giving people CPR. I mean, as, as much as I hate to say it, you shouldn't be giving people CPR or anything. Although yeah. some states have Good Samaritan laws where. If you're trying to save somebody's life, no matter how fucking incompetent and retarded you are and like twisting their head around, you can't, be, around, accountable you for can't be sued for it. And I think California is one of those states and maybe Indiana is too. But God, I fucking hate that's not really – the point isn't being sued. The point is it's not 1950 anymore. You can't yeah. – you can't pick up hitchhikers and be like, "Oh, you need a ride, buddy. I'll, t- you know, I'm gonna take you to the next town and then drop him off and be like, "Hey, guy, have a good life. You know, I hope no, it works out for you finding that job in this new town." Hitchhikers will stick like their switchblade through your ear now. Right. And seriously, we're a violent society. These are violent times. Yeah. If I mean, a drifter comes by your house, you can't be like, oh, I'll give you a piece of pie. Like, you know, let me anoint your bunions on your feet. You know, you don't do that anymore. <laughs> well, that's more, that's more biblical times. You're going, oh, okay. you're going back a little <laughs> further than 1950. The Christians still do it. Right. But you just can't be a good Samaritan anymore. I mean, you need to, like, if somebody comes by your house like that, you need to have a shotgun and rack that shit and be like, get the fuck out of here. Exactly. Yeah, I'm a tough guy like that. My fucking fake internet <laughs> Mr. shotgun. Mr. Charles Bronson Wackerly <laughs> over here. But anyways, apparently this girl doesn't know that it's no longer 1950 because after calling 911, she actually ran to the other car, uh, and the dude had already climbed out. Which oh, so he a, wasn't even injured. No, he's out of the car, and she runs over and says, you know, hey, how are you doing? She says, I leaned down and asked him, are you okay? I didn't see any blood or anything. <laughs> Once again, what do you just get back in your car and leave? But she says, "Are you okay? Are you okay? Is everything okay?" And he started cussing her. 
He started swearing at her? Cussing. They use the term cussing in the article. Yeah. Dude, this Not, is from like, you know, butt fuck Indianapolis newspaper. Here. Right. Well, it is a quote, and they but they don't put the apostrophe after the end. So apparently he wasn't cussing her. He was cussing her. Which oh, is wait. The proper it's her term. quote. Okay. You know, I retract my statement. Right. Yeah. Once it's her again. quote. Um, this dude then charged toward her, actually charged toward her mother. And started hitting and biting Danielle Herndon when she got in the way. So the girl sacrificed herself to save her mother, right. and the guy started biting her? Yeah, I don't know if she's some female rug- rugby player, or, or she really does think she's some, she's some type of a superhero, because now she's trying to put herself in harm's way to save her mom. What I don't understand, or what I'm confused about here, is this guy undead? What was he trying to do? Eat her brain? Well, yeah. I think you jumped the gun a little bit, but he was biting her face. <laughs> <laughs> Why? And she, she says, when he was still biting me when the cops finally showed up. So I don't know if she's just sort of hanging out, chilling, like laying on her side with her head on her hand and like the dude's biting her face. And she's like, I sure hope the Indianapolis Police Department gets here soon because this sucks. So in essence, she was mauled. By a guy, by a human. She was mauled by a human. Who she un- was trying to help because he had some horrible accident on the highway. Yeah, but I can understand if you get mauled by a wild animal because the wild animal is wild and it's savage and it rolls you around and you can't get back. Your- but this guy's human. You're right. I, I mean, you understand. grab him by the balls and just pull. But when Indianapolis uh, State, when an Indiana State troop police trooper Dave Wittinger arrived, he handcuffed Shannon. When another police officer and a medic arrived. Uh, this dude kicked and spat at both of them, too. I assume he's on a... What's our favorite drug in the show? PCP. PCP. I assume he's on PC, a concoction, a cocktail, PCP and meth. Right. You know why we like PCP? Because what is... I don't even know what PCP is. I've never done it. I've never seen it. I've never been offered PCP. I just see movies and read books where people do PCP and they, like, jump off a five-story building and or, run and, like, knock over an old lady and then smash a, a fire hydrant over with their face. No, PCP keep... just makes you insane. It's like it's and the invincible. type of drug that you like hang out and be like, oh, this joint sliced with PCP. That's cool. Yeah. Next thing you know, an hour later, you're hanging on a barbed wire fence, butt naked, <laughs> you know, screaming about Satan and Jesus. Yeah. It, it, it makes you completely insane. I, I think that's why we that love if, it. if Batman was like in real life, he would just do PCP before he went out so he could just kick as much ass and take no pain or yeah. grief. I mean, it makes you as strong as like six men. Yeah, I, I think if somebody did offer it to me, I'd have a hard time resisting. Because <laughs> I would just feel like I can finally fulfill my, you know, fifth grade desire to be a superhero. Yeah, you could go out and be the tick. Yeah, I'm kind of glad it's not offered to me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, as always is done, the cop says, in 11 years, I'd never seen anything, anything like it. crazy before my life. Definitely a weird one. And I would like to add that Herndon, uh, this woman, uh, said that her ring finger on her left hand was broken, and doctors told her that her nose might also be broken, which makes me think she's probably pretty ugly. Yeah, I can imagine. If you can't tell if her nose is broken, it, it's not a very symmetrical face to begin with. But do you think she has teeth marks all over her face? I would think so. Maybe I wonder they, if he bit off chunks of flesh like no, Dr. Lecter. I, I think if, they bit off, if, she, if, they, if he bit off chunks of flesh, it would be featured more prominently in the story. So, 
I'm going to assume that this guy was undead. He sounds like one of the zombies in that 28 Days Later movie. Yeah, so it just runs out at you, starts grabbing and trying to bite at any piece of your flesh that he can. My take on the story is that he was all right and Herndon should have never gotten out of the car. But your point is that maybe he actually did die in the car wreck and immediately became zombified. I think what happened is he was bitten by a zombie maybe in Indianapolis. Yeah. And then he was slowly thought he disease, could drive. Yeah, thought, thought he could, could drive, outrun it. But and the disease out. took hold. And by the time he flipped the car over, he ran out and he's already, you know, right. succumbed. Brain available, he just yeah. goes right for the kill. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So on the second wrong star scale, I'm going to subtract some points because she deserved it for being a good Samaritan, like a retard. True. She shouldn't be uh, helping her. Right. But at the the same time, how often does the guy climb out of a vehicle being flipped, jump on the person, start biting their face? Yeah. I'm Not giving it 3.75. I would have given it a four, but the fact that she was a good Samaritan, she gets uh, three and three quarters. Yeah, I give it 3.5. 3.5. Yeah, I don't have a lot of hope this week. We'll see what the listening audience has to say about that one. Well, so uh, wackily, my story here was also submitted on the forum the same time that I found the story. Usually, in this circumstance, I'd call squatters rights. But in this case, I'm going to do a dual submission. Me and the listener, No, who uh, No is a member of the forum, N-O. And uh, you know what? It's a dual submission. I'm going to share this story with No. So if you're sharing this story... What are you going to do if you win? Are you going to give the guy a care package, even if he wins? If, if you both win, you co-win? My plan was to drink even more beer. But uh, no, actually, what <laughs> I'd probably two, do... You're going to drink for two no, next What week I'd probably do is we'd send a second wrong care package to uh, NO as well. Because okay. I, would, I would split the victory. And there's also going to be a listener story after the story. Yeah, so right. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just taking this because he sent it in at the same time I found it. Okay. So I feel like uh, I'm kind of obligated to give... Part of the winnings to him. Sure. Part of the spoils. Have to split the spoils here. French couple who hunted virgins go on trial for seven murders. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce the town in France that the murders occurred in. It just has a lot of consonants. I don't know how to say it. (laughs) The parents of young women and girls allegedly murdered by a self-confessed French serial killer heard in court Thursday how he and his wife made a pact to hunt and kill virgins. It's part of the marriage vows. You know, a lot of people say, you know, I want to be with you through life and death and sickness and health. They're saying we're going to hunt virgins. Yeah, well, sickness maybe covers that. Yeah. (laughs) If you become deranged and want to kill virgins, I won't divorce you. A forneret here, um, uh, the accused, Michel Forneret, 65 years old, and Monique Olivier, 59 years old, sat with bowed heads behind bulletproof glass as court officials read out a litany of horrific crimes that began in 1987 and only ended in 2003 when a 13-year-old Belgian girl managed to escape Fornaret's clutches and alert the police. Letters seized by investigators showed that Fornaret, while in jail for sexual assault in the 1980s, made a pact with his wife, Olivier, that in exchange for the murder of Olivier's first husband, she would find him a virgin to fulfill his fantasies. So apparently this pact goes back years, like the beginning of their courtship. When he was in jail for sexual assault molestation? 
He was in jail for sexual assault, and I think he must have had some relationship with her, and she yeah. contracted him. Some chicks never learn. I know. <laughs> they like the bad boy image. So my favorite thing about this story is the moniker that they gave Fornerette. I, I, apparently, I don't think they have that many French serial killers. I don't know of many. I know there's one other one, but I can't think of his name. But the state, the whole country is like the size of the state of Texas. So Yeah, so I mean, I imagine per capita they don't have as many as we do. Right. Fornaret is dubbed the Ogre of the Ardennes. The Ogre of the Ardennes. He's accused of the rape and murder of six young women, or teenage girls in France, and one in Belgium. He referred to his victims as... Membranes on legs. <laughs> I don't know if it's just a way to uh, dehumanize them or something. Olivier only spoke to um, his wife, only spoke to confirm her identity and name her defense lawyers. Apparently, she was mom the entire trial. Uh, she's on trial for one of the same murders and complicity in four of his other alleged crimes, whose victims were aged between 12 and 21. They are all either strangled, stabbed with a screwdriver, or shot. Apparently that was his technique, the screwdriver stab to the throat. Yeah, that seems like a kind of a random way to commit these things. Or If you have a gun... Obviously, it's just uh, sort of straightforward. Well, I think in England, they'd use a knife, like Jack the Ripper, but right. in uh, France. Screwdriver. Screwdriver. <laughs> oh, we oui, oui. oui, oui. <laughs> Omelette de fromage. <laughs> the court heard statements, which often conflicted, made to investigators by the pair that after helping Fornerette trap girls, his wife, Olivier, would sometimes insert a finger into their vaginas to see if they were still virgins. The wife. So I think the wife, well, the wife was under the pact to find virgins for her husband. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't suffice to just kill some young girl. I mean, you got to make sure she's pure and clean. Well, and he that. wanted virgins. Right. But what I don't understand about this is actually it does make sense. If you think about it, as a man, would you know, you know, right by touch if the girl is a virgin or not? <laughs> well, I assume, I assume they're, they're checking for a busted hymen. Yeah, exactly. And but I'm I mean, pretty sure every girl I've ever been with had, had already had her <laughs> hymen busted. So I have no idea what it feels like. But, but dude, I mean, I would ask my girlfriend <clears throat> if this was me. I'd be like, "Can you check her for a busted hymen?" Because which I don't is know what, what it he feels did like. with yeah. his wife, and I maybe mean, she would know because at one time my girlfriend had an intact hymen. Well, I think she was fulfilling her part of the deal here <laughs> because he murdered her her ex husband, right? Yeah, but what I don't understand is. Can't they bust their hymens doing other activities other than sex? I mean, they, like riding a bike, yeah. you know, uh, you know, that's riding what, a horse. That's what they say. I mean, it's always about like, oh, yeah, I was riding, you know, on my banana seat in fourth grade. I wasn't fucking every guy in the sixth grade. <laughs> but, you know, who are you going to believe? What if they weren't virgins, though? Do you think you'd just send them back? No. It's kind of like you catch a fish. No, I don't think you get the supreme screwdriver treatment, though. I think that you, you probably just, just get strangled. That, well, no, that, those are the girls who probably just got the bullet to the head, kicked out of the van, peel out. <laughs> Dude, I wonder if they have hymen testing kits out there used by like Saudi Arabians or something. Like uh, some type of a sort of cone shaped thing in the, in the distance that the cone goes in. You can I pictured like a big foam hand device. Sort of like at a football game. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you gotta use one finger that can kind of tell. How can it tell? 
because it's foam, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's what, uh, just work with me here, okay? I'm thinking sick and I'm wrong should the, make a hymen testing I'm kit. getting the impression that you also have no idea what an intact hymen looks or feels like. You know, I've only been with one virgin, and I don't know. I think she busted her hymen riding a bike, or maybe she was lying. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you know she's a virgin? I'm not, I'm not very confident. I didn't have the big foamy hand. Yeah, I'm not confident in your If abilities. I had the foamy hand, I would have known. <laughs> All I'm saying, it might be another marketing device for us, because, you know, we have our Cafe Press store up there. Maybe they already sell, they sell everything else on Cafe Press. Maybe a sick they, and wrong hymen testing kit. Maybe they sell kit. a hymen testing kit, and we can order one for ourselves and figure out what it is. So, the first murder began with the 87 murder of a 17-year-old Isabel Laville in the central French region of Burgundy. Once a couple had lured her into their car, Fernoret grabbed her by the hair and asked her if she was a virgin. And she replied in the in the affirmative, which is probably her last mistake. That ne- that's not a reliable <laughs> method. Like, I know from experience that asking her was not a reliable method. I think she probably thought by saying she's a virgin, he was going to let her go, having sympathy or something. But little right. did she know he was hunting for virgins. Yeah, which she probably should have known. I mean, maybe the better thing to do to to create sympathy is to say, "I have I have twelve kids at home. They are waiting <laughs> on me for my food stamp." <laughs> We oui, we, oui. <laughs> but no, I think uh, you know what happened here is had you know he had the testing kit. I don't think he would have even had to ask in the first place. No, but his his wife is a testing. Kit. I don't think she tested back then. No. So the girl who uh, replied in the affirmative was then drugged, taken to their home, where after Olivier had performed oral oral sex on him, so his wife performed oral sex on him. I assume the girl to was get him excited. and gagged. Yeah, he point. raped her, then strangled her, and later threw her body down a well. Uh, the other alleged murders listed by officials followed a similar pattern, and uh, yeah, he's being tried for all seven murders. The trial's set to last two months. I don't know, do they have the death penalty in France? Probably not. No, no way. So I highly doubt it. No. So on the sick and wrong scale... Prolific for France. I mean, seven murders. It's, it's definitely not up to Canadian or U.S. standards. <laughs> this guy's no Robert Picton pig farmer. No, he's definitely not the pig farmer. But for France, I mean, that's because people think of France, they think of like, you know, pussies in Fromage, Yeah, walking around the geez. Eiffel Tower, scoffing at everybody. Smoking. Yeah, smoking cigarettes. But it's nice to know that they have serial killers and disturbed individuals as well. The fact that he brutally murdered only virgins with a screwdriver. He was discriminating. I'm giving it five stars. <laughs> You've given a lot of five stars out. All right, four and a half. Because, you know, I was thinking about just seven victims. Was every girl thrown down a well? Yeah, that was part of his every uh, single technique. One? I don't know if every single one, but the one that they Most mentioned there. Most of them? Multiple? They said they, they said <laughs> This that is they, my question. Just that one or multiples? It says the other, the other alleged murders listed by officials followed a similar pattern. So I'm assuming he probably threw them all down the same well. I'm giving it five. You're giving me a five just because the well? But because they're dead when I, they get thrown down the well. Yeah, but I have well. two. That's a good point. Maybe 4.75 if they're already dead. But I have two favorite ways to die. And one is getting pitched down a well and dying at the bottom of the well. The other one is getting run over by a trolley. <laughs> Why getting pitched down a well? There's just something about it that I like. Just you know? into the blackness? 
Well, no, you kind of you're you're paralyzed immediately when you hit the bottom, right? If there's no, if there's a dry well phenomenon, and there's the wet well, so you either drown immediately, which I don't think is as satisfying. But if it's a dry well, you know, you break your neck, but you still might be conscious. Yes, and then and you're then you sit die there. as you're slowly staring at this little like distant circle of light. Which maybe goes dark at night and gets light again and goes dark and gets light again like 12 times before you actually starve to death. Before you actually starve to death, yeah. And you're probably shitting yourself. There's just something about it that's very satisfying. (laughs) And the other one, if you want... Sounds horrific, though. Well, yeah, that's the whole point. If you want to find another story that I'll I'll definitely give a five to is getting run over by a (laughs) streetcar. Yeah, getting run over by a streetcar, at least getting dragged to your death, Well, that's Yeah, I mean, that's part of it is being dragged and, and lots of... You know, business commuters and tourists around horrified and screaming as you're sort of mangled under the. But you can't downplay the fact that this guy wasn't using, you know, wasn't murdering craven whores or prostitutes. He was murdering virgins, 13 year old girls. These are girls, no, seriously, these are girls that never even had sex yet. Like 75% of them. And checking to see if hymens were intact. Like 75% of these chicks, you know. Six out of the nine would have grown up to be craven hearts. I mean, come on. Yeah, they're French. But no, (laughs) what I'm saying, and and you know how the French love to make love. But no, but seriously, these girls never even had a chance to experience life. They're virgins. You know, they're probably filled with childish naivete. Yeah. And then we'll little. Why else would you get into a car with some stranger? Yeah, who comes around this demon that's like, you a virgin? Get in my car. All right. I gave it five. I don't know why you're trying to argue it. I thought you took it down to 4.75. Five, five. All right, we'll Move see. On. We'll see what the listening audience has to say about that one. That was some good Jewish haggling on my part. Seriously, <laughs> I'm, my Scottish ancestry is powerless against it. I'm always looking for a bargain. So, um, the listener submission here this week was sent in by Eric, who pointed out that he's not the one that has been a regular submitter. So, this might be a first time submitter. You don't want to, to confuse him with that other degenerate. He said, I saw this story and immediately thought of sick and wrong. A felony for doing a picnic table. What have these countries' laws came to? I don't think his grammar is all that great. What country are we speaking of? I don't know where he's from. Uh, but yeah, but the, no, he's talking oh, about, he's where, talking yeah. about the U.S., right. but I don't okay. know what country he's from. Laugh out loud. Just glad I didn't have kids that saw that. Actually, I'm glad not to have kids at all. I like that you pronounce the acronym LOL. <laughs> I said laugh out loud. What do, no. what do you say, LOL? Yeah, because, well, here's the thing. When somebody says LOL on the internet, they're not really laughing out loud. It means something completely different now. What does it mean now? It just means, like, that was really funny. But you're you're almost guaranteed that when somebody types LOL, they're not really laughing out loud. I mean, Dude, I just don't, I don't like all those internet acronyms, and I don't right. like to play the game. If right. you're going to say LOL, I'm just going to say laughing out loud. Or just... If you're going to say it, all the words, just skip it, okay? Just do me a favor because I find it annoying. Well, you know what? I mean, if, <laughs> to be honest, the guy's writing an email here. Why didn't he say, you know, what have these, these, the laws in this country came to? I find it so hilarious. Or something like that. Why say LOL, which is used only when you're doing I am? <laughs> okay, fine. I'm not going <laughs> to belabor the point. He says, keep up the good, sick, and wrongness. So the story here, Ohio man facing charges for having sex with a picnic table. This man fucks inanimate objects. Well, 
one anatomic object yeah. that we know about. <laughs> this happened in Bellevue, Ohio. So it's two stories. Or actually, two stories in the Midwest this week here. Have you ever been to Bellevue, Ohio? I've never, I've never even driven through Bellevue. Where I'm pretty it? sure it's near Xenia, where uh, you know the Gummo. movie Gummo yeah, takes Gummo place. Yeah, Gummo is taking place. Yeah. So you're saying it's just uh, full of the white trash element? I'm going to say yes. Police say a man in Bellevue was caught on tape having sex with a picnic table. Now that's YouTube material. Yeah. Bellevue Police Captain Matt Johnson says Art Price Jr., 40 years old no less, was seen on four different occasions between the hours of 10.30 a.m. And noon. He's a creature of habit. <laughs> He's got a schedule to keep to. Having sex with his picnic table. Well, what makes this a felony is that it took place in close proximity to a school, which made it likely that children could have seen Price. Uh, the neighbor, who wishes to remain anonymous, saw Price walk out onto his deck, stand near a metal table, stand a metal table on its side, and then use the hole where the umbrella is supposed to go to have sex. So this guy would prefer to have sex in the standing position. So he stands the table up rather than most people have sex, be it by themselves or with a partner. Missionary position. Or lying down or, you know, in some uh posture of repose. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a little surprised. Although, if you think about it, a lot of guys stand up when they jerk off. So this dude's probably kind of I like, don't. <laughs> no, I'm usually sitting in a chair hunched over staring at the porn <laughs> on usually, my computer. Yeah, right. In my office chair in front of my, my PC. <laughs> my eyes about an inch away from the screen. <laughs> Just trying to look inside the uterus. I know. <laughs> but no, I, I think what probably happened, maybe this guy... I highly doubt he gets laid, but maybe some of the other inanimate objects he puts against the wall yeah. so he's standing up. Yeah. I, all I'm saying is if I was going to fuck a picnic table, <laughs> I would get on top of the picnic table rather and, than, and be horizontal. So wait, are you saying you would romance the table rather no, than there, just like grab be... it, throw it up on the side and just fuck it? No. <laughs> would... Wackerly's a lover, not a fighter. Yeah, seriously. I would cuddle it afterwards too. But what I don't understand, I think this kind of um, – Takes away both of us from this equation here. <laughs> what is the diameter of this fucking picnic table? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's fucking dude. the umbrella hole, right? That's yeah. So said. the umbrella hole that you put in there. What, what's the diameter? Those of that? umbrellas are a good inch and a half in diameter, which so totally dude, counts me out. Yeah, I think I'd be counted out of this equation. I, I just don't think I'm I'm in that girth category. Right. But do you, guy, do this, you really want the hole to be? The same size or smaller than your Johnson? Because aren't you going to get a horrible but splinters? Or they're saying it's a metal picnic table. That's throwing me off a little bit. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. But I Maybe wonder if he lined like a it beveled... with a towel or something. I don't know. They would have mentioned. They would have mentioned that in there. the article if you would have done that. I think he's just barebacking the shit out of this <laughs> picnic table. So the most recent incident took place on uh, March 14th. A neighbor videotape price. Uh, the neighbor here says, the first video we had, he was completely nude. He would use the hole from the umbrella and have sex with the table. And this is at 11 o'clock in the morning, right? Yeah, He's it's like between 10.30 and noon. In the yard with neighbors around, naked fucking a picnic table. Right by a school. <laughs> Which kind of cracks me up because, I mean, they're, they're worried here that children might have seen this. But, dude, if you were a kid, you're like, 
What's that guy doing to that table? I would have had a field day with this. I, seriously, I, this would have been like, I would have been talking about this for like a month. <laughs> is it an elementary school or a junior high or high school? You know, they don't specify. Because if, it's, mean, it's, if, if it's an elementary school, you'd be kind of like, he's trying to play leapfrog in his <laughs> birthday suit with a picnic table. What's going on? So the uh, Price family, whose table was raped on, uh, you know, four times here, they didn't want to talk to the press, but the neighbors did. Yeah. Some of the neighbors are not happy. Price was released on his own recognizance. He's only being charged with four charges of public indecency. He's not being charged with table rape. I don't think a rape kit was used. Yeah, I don't think that crime exists, actually. Well, what I don't understand is do you think the family didn't want to talk about it because they're in recovery from being shocked? Yeah, they're in, like, stage eight or something. (laughs) Denial. (laughs) Um, Shame. I think they're in in the shame stage because they don't want to talk to anybody. But let's say you're the neighbor. You own the table that was being raped. Would you get rid of the table? I'd probably sell it on Craigslist. (laughs) (laughs) You'd put up an ad on Craigslist. And the ad would say, slightly used picnic table. Uh, the table had some trauma. Yeah, you might want to hit it with some Clorox before you eat off it. Dude, I would make the guy take the table. I'd be like, you know what, dude? You came in here. You despoiled my table. It's yours now. Well, he obviously has strong feelings for it. I guess you could hose it down and just put a tablecloth over it. Bleach, dude. Not just bleach. not just hose water bleach. So the case has uh, police in this small town shaking their heads. Once you think you've seen it all, something else comes around. Cops and, and judges should be banned from that, that line of commentary. It's so well, annoying. It's funny because they never cease to be amazed. I know. Something comes around that best the last Well, thing. I ain't never seen nothing like that before. I mean, uh-huh. dude, it's like, seriously, I don't think this is as bad as if he was fucking their border collie. <laughs> well, that's a little worse. No, exactly. And that's why I think the cops should save that statement. Like, well, you know, you think you've seen it all, but now he's fucking the border collie. You, a cop, if, once you become a cop or a judge, or a county prosecutor, you should have to sign a piece of paper that says, I will wait till I'm on my deathbed in the hospital, you know, in my last day of death from cancer, and then I'm going to tell you what the most fucked up thing I ever saw was. Exactly. You should save it for the end. And then every week in the newspaper, you know, somebody's dying as a police officer or a judge or a prosecutor every week, they can have a column and, like, Here's the most fucked, <laughs> fucked up, shit. up thing I have ever seen. And then our show would be out of business because you could just <laughs> read that. So on the sick and wrong star scale, once again, the guy's not fucking the neighbor's border collie. Yeah. So I don't really think it's all that sick that he was having sex at the picnic table. I'm giving this three stars. If this was me and I got a film of my neighbor having sex at the picnic table, it, it sounds like these guys immediately called the cops. Yeah, well, I don't know. Wouldn't they made, you wait, they made like, like they happen four like different two, occasions. Wouldn't you wait two weeks and put it up on YouTube before the cops obtain the footage? <laughs> because these guys didn't do that, I'm giving them three point seven. Well, I'll give them a four. I would give them higher if they would have waited. Dude, and put it's it on a YouTube. picnic table. It's an inanimate object. I've become jaded. <laughs> I, I have no gauge of whether these are actually disgusting anymore. It all sounds the same to me. We'll Four see, stars. We'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. Go vote at sickandwrongpodcast.com. Hi, this is Bob Madigan, and you're living, ah, listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and Ron. Sick and Ron. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Right here.
Yes, you're listening to Sick or Non, and this is Bob Madigan, and uh, I hope you're still going to listen later on, dude. Well, actually, we're uh, running out of time nearing the end of the show, and as usual, we tend to get to um, listener email and calls to the Sick and Wrong hotline. Mostly calls nowadays. <laughs> yeah, you know, we usually get a few of them. We read an email last week. Yeah, you know, I have a couple emails to get to this time, but people, feel free to call the Sick and Wrong hotline, 206 666 Eight four six. I think we got. I think we got like six calls this week. Two worthwhile though. Yeah, only two that I think. We so should, what do you want to hear first? To. The uh, the crackhead Taco Bell slash KFC or uh, the the most recent missive from our trucker, from our trucker buddy trucker there. Um, I want to say let, let's play the crackhead story because th- this guy kind of cracks me up. Because he lives in the neighborhood, obviously. Well, we don't know if he's a crackhead. He just is around the crackhead Taco Bell a lot, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of suspicious if you're not a crackhead. Because <laughs> what is he doing over there? Looking for crack. <laughs> D, Lance, hey, uh, I was coming home from work the other day past your favorite KFC. Just couldn't wait to see Barry White. So I'm sitting on the corner waiting for the light. And what do I see coming down the hill? Down Larkin. Two wheelchairs. Now across, let's see, uh, Turk Street. Two skateboarders flying across toward the same intersection. Now I'm across the street, and I, I can't yell. So I'm thinking, wheelchairs meet skateboards. Nah. Perfect storm, skateboard after skateboard, it's wheelchair after wheelchair. Skateboarders lose inevitably, but uh, fly over the wheelchair users' boards in the street. Just really awful. I saw it from across the street and really couldn't affect it in any way. But, uh, yeah, that's... Around the back of uh, favorite spot to get really bad food. Is he talking about skateboarders just completely nailed a wheelchair? Uh, mul- I think it's multiple wheelchairs. Uh, wheelchairs were coming down like Polk, and uh, skateboarders or, were coming Turk? down Van Ness or Turk. Yeah, or Turk are, are or those, something. Are those even perpendicular? I don't know. No, you know what it is? I think he was talking about Eddie and Polk. Yeah, that's so what it sounds like I think like the two me. wheelchairs were probably... You ever see the homeless guy in a wheelchair kind of thing? Yeah. And I sometimes wonder, like, are you really crippled or are you just too lazy to walk? Because you're too lazy to get a job, <laughs> so you're just too lazy to walk here. It's also a big, uh, you know, sympathy bump for, for donations if you're Yeah, because he's in the wheelchair. He's got his little cardboard sign. I'm sure some of them really are crippled, though. But, you know, it was probably because you, you got run over on the train tracks when you were high on crack. You but... know, the thing is, though, I, I kind of think this is poetic justice in a way because I really have an aversion to punk rock bikers, urban cyclists, and urban skateboarders. You know, skateboarding's fine when you're 18, when you're 24, maybe. But no. that's the cutoff, dude. <laughs> yeah, okay. Dude, that's the cutoff. I would place the cutoff much, much younger than but that. Dude, but, dude, in okay. San Francisco, you see, like, 36-year-old dudes cruising by on their skateboard in the middle of the street, weaving in and out of traffic. Same with those motherfuckers on their 10-speed on their bikes that are all, <laughs> you know, with all the punk rock stickers all over it, and they're whipping in and out of traffic. Yeah, actually, those are the fixed gear bikes. They're, they're not even 10-speeds. They're one-speed. That's the popular thing. Uh, dude, whatever. I hate them. <laughs> and, and it's like, you know, and then, then, then they get hit it's, by a cab, and 
then they're kicking the cab door. Right. Because they're punk rock. It's urban attention seeking. It's the same thing as the guy. I mean, it's the same thing as the guy who you see riding down the street on a unicycle with a ferret around his neck. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just drawing st- attention It's two to steps himself. away from that. It's like you're so desperate for attention that you have to be, you know, doing this thing. Even though once you're, dri- you know, once you're riding a skateboard or, or riding one of these fixed gear bikes, it's like you're doing it, but you're too scared to really be the guy with the ferret on his neck. You got to do, do something that some that tons of other people are already doing. But dude, it's a classic case of Arrested Development. These guys don't realize when they're 16 on the skateboard. Yeah, those girls in high school think you're cute, and they're right. like, they want to go out with you and hang out, and they think you're a skateboarder, and yeah. you're, you know, you're punk and you're ultra or whatever. But when you're 36 and you're on your fucking skateboard, they're thinking, why doesn't he have a car? Yeah, you and know, it's like, it's like, dude, do something, get a job, do something cool, like fucking start a podcast or something. I mean, come yeah, on, dude. I mean, seriously, <laughs> you want to impress chicks? Start a fucking podcast. All right, next so, message, <laughs> next call here. <laughs> This is Trucker Paul. I hope this isn't too late. I hope it gets on your next podcast there. Sounds uh, like the dude from Sling Blade. You guys don't mm-hmm. think I'm a truck driver. So, uh, Lance, you can uh, listen up real sharp here. I'd like to point out that I didn't deny that he was a truck driver. I just said I, it was unclear to me. Yeah, but you doubted that he was a truck driver. I think in the last episode. Doubt? I was just unsure, and I, and I wanted proof. Dude, after the show, you told me explicitly that you thought he was like some 40-year-old dude who was sick of hanging out with his fat wife and his annoying children, and he was Which driving around. Which doesn't preclude him from being a truck driver, He was driving around in his minivan listening to the show calling us. All right. And so you wanted proof, so you said, if, you, if you're going to prove your truck driver, you need to honk the horn. You ready? Here it comes. Fuck you! Lick my balls! <laughs> Then I heard his horn. Now I'm a believer. I couldn't leave him, baby, if I dude, tried. Dude, he told you. That's the newest soundbite we're using on this show. He's a truck driver, all right. <laughs> Fuck you, lick my balls. Boo, boo. <laughs> and I hope my Neil Diamond impression has smoothed over the wound of me doubting. <laughs> So uh, thanks there, Trucker Paul, for calling that in. God, I love that guy. We, we I got, know. I know. He, he, we got to send him a T-shirt. But now that I know he's a, now that I know he's a real truck driver, and where are you going to mail it? I mean, he has no fixed address. I don't know. We'll <laughs> mail it to one of the lot lizards in like Indiana. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Trucker Paul, call us and give us some lot lizard stories. That's but what now I that I, hear now about. that I know he's a real truck driver, and jobs, hookers, and some meth, I'm that much more scared to go drive on the highway. Dude, what do you think he's like? Uh, Stallone and uh, what was that movie? The, over the uh, top, over the top movie. Yes, he probably I do. is because I think all truck drivers are like that. They got that I don't thing think he has his thirteen-year-old son in that, the car. That weightlifting machine in the truck. I think maybe he has his thirteen-year-old son's corpse in the car. That would surprise <laughs> me. Uh, feel free to call the second wrong hotline two zero six 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 three eight four six. We got another email here from uh, Carla who says, so I'm a little behind. I just listened to episode 114. I love the story from Muncie, Indiana. And it doesn't surprise me one bit. My mom is from there. Her relatives are all transplants from the backwoods of West Virginia. We're killing things is a necessary skill. I see my grandmother chop the heads off chickens and gut squirrels many a time. 
Oh, and you've no doubt heard this from someone else by now, but Muncie's the home of Ball State University. <laughs> best-selling, be- best-selling T-shirt slogan, <laughs> yeah. Ball U. Best college name ever. Yeah, see you, Carlo. What, what is it, what's their college name? Ball you State? Mean, no, I mean, do they have a mascot or something? Oh, no, I don't know. Just Ball State. The Scrotums? <laughs> <laughs> the Ball State Scrotes. From Ball State. So she's referring to Go episode one, Scrotes. 114, I think, was the one we did where the uh, dad taught his children to kill, and they made him kill that little cat. Yeah, Boots, yeah, uh, boots did not fare well. So it sounds like uh, that's not really out of the ordinary there in Muncie. Thank you, Carla, for sending that in. Uh, finally, here I got an email from Andy. He says, hey, Lance and D, just sent you an email in this episode, but I forgot something. He's referring to episode 97. He says, you two talked about execution and the most humane way to go about it. You said that when there was an execution by firing squad, you didn't know who was doing the shooting because they were behind a wall with a small hole to shoot through. Yeah. Well, that may have been true in the U.S., but not in this country. I found this on a website uh, the other day. It's called ExtremeFuse.com. And they had a link to a video where uh, Chechnyans, Chechnyan uh, terrorists or whatever, are getting executed. Uh, it's awesome. This website has everything. Check it out. ExtremeFuse.com. <laughs> so I watched the video. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Is this the video where the dude is stomping on the guy's head and cuts his throat? No, that's that's with a knife. This is actual an actual firing squad. And it's a bunch of dudes just sitting there with shotguns. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. ExtremeFuse.com. Thank you, Andy, for uh, sending that in. Well, uh, Wackily, we mentioned before that uh, the Sick and Wrong store is officially up. Did you put it on the website yet? The link is on the website, for God's sake. Dude, you're supposed to update the store. I'm um I'm you're a little, in the process I'm, a, of I'm it. lax on completely maintaining the website because my computer has been down for a while. But this next week I'm gonna fix everything, all the busted links, all the all the pictures I've been supposed to post, they're all gonna go up because I fixed Dude, my computer. People have been bitching. But in I the know, meantime, why wouldn't they? It's shoddy work, but that's in, who I am. In the meantime, go check out cafepress.com slash sick and wrong and check out the new sick and wrong store. No, the the link is up. You can go to the webpage and link to store and I'll go to the cafe press thing. Okay. Yeah. And uh, there's a there's numerous items, a whole assortment of items with our logo on it. Mouse pads, um, coffee mugs, a sick and wrong baby bib, panties. Also check out the uh, sick and wrong forum, which you can link to right off our main page. I want to give big ups to uh, Cunt Boy, who's one of my favorite uh, members of the forum. It's a good handle for the uh, sick and wrong animated gifts that he made. You, have you seen those yet? <laughs> no, but I'm gonna hilarious. Go look, I'm gonna go look for him. Right yeah, made animated gifts of both me and you. And then he made an animated GIF of the Kendra avatar, which is just a picture of her panties. Yes. And she's pulling down her panties, revealing a surprise. Well, to the side. They're not really coming down. Yeah, but in the the GIF, GIF, she's uh, revealing what's underneath Once again, I I really need to get home quickly. So uh, I also love the pick section of the Sikarong forum. There's some really nasty stuff in there. And I think there's a new section called the blog section where you can make your own Sikarong blog. So, yeah, check out the forum. It's a lot of fun. It does get a little hairy in there, so uh, you might want to watch it. It's an out. unmoderated forum, so if you yeah. can't handle that, don't go. Also, uh, check out the show on tanktv.com every Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, episode 117. Till then, take it sleazy. She came from Greece. She had a thirst for knowledge. She studied sculpture at St. Martin's College. That's where I caught her eye. She told me that her dad was loaded. I said, in that case, I'll have a rum and Coca-Cola. She
she said, fine. And in 30 seconds time, she said, I want to live like common people. I want to do whatever common people do. I want to sleep with common people. I want to sleep with common people like you. Well, what else could I do? I said, I'll see what I can do. I took her to a supermarket. I don't know why, but I had to start it somewhere. So it started there. I said, pretend you've got no money. She just laughed and said, oh, you're so funny. I said, yeah. Well, I can't see anyone else smiling in here. Are you sure? You want to live like common people? You want to see whatever common people see? You want to sleep with common people? You want to sleep with common people like me? But she didn't understand. She just smiled and held my hand. Went to fly to barber shop. Cut your hair and get a job. Smoke some flags and play some pool. Pretend you never went to school, but still you'll never get it right. When you're lying in bed at night, watching roaches climb the wall. If you called your dad, he could stop it all here. You'll never live like common people. You'll never do whatever common people do. You'll never fail like common people. You'll never watch your life slide out of you and dance and drink and screw because there's nothing else to do. www.tanktv.com We'll blow you away. 